Welcome to Aiming for the Moon. I am Taylor Bledsoe. And I'm Maddie Henry. And on this podcast, we interview interesting people from a teenage perspective. That's right. And today we'll be interviewing Dr. Jennifer Aker and Naomi Bagdonis, who are both the authors of the book Humor Seriously, which is, of course, a book about humor and why you should take it seriously in life and business. So here's the interview. So y'all are the authors of the book, Humor Seriously. Um, and before we begin on to the more serious conversation, I saw in your bio, Miss Jennifer, that you won a dance-off in the late 80s. And I just wanted to congratulate you on that. That's a huge feat. Maddie, I'm so happy that you picked up on that because it is one of the things I am most proud of. Therefore, it goes in my bio. And also, you don't know what the 80s were like. So I think we all just need to really take a moment and go like listen to some Jungle Brothers or Tribe Called Quest. Yes, ma'am. So to begin this interview, our first question is, what started you down the road of writing a book on humor's impact on business? I thought you were about to say, what started you down your incredible career of being a dance-off winner? But no, you surprised me. Um, You know, for me, it was really personal. I never valued humor or being funny or trying to be funny, which I know makes me sound like the least fun person you have ever met. But remember the aforementioned dance-off winning. So let's just keep that in mind. And, um, you know, I, I was really focused on being an academic, publishing and um, teaching and creating research. And, in, you know, humor or humor, uh, being funny just never had played a role, you know, for me. And for me, it was about 10 years ago, I met someone named Amit Gupta who used humor in such a thoughtful way when he was trying to find a match in the bone marrow registry and then outside the bone marrow registry for him um, because he had leukemia and um, he he needed a match um, in order to survive. And the way he used humor and the way he made his friends and family members and my students, you know, think about tackling a very serious goal, like finding a, a match um, with humor, just had a, an incredible impact on me and the way I thought about potentially the power of humor. I always thought of it as a super, you know, a superfluous thing. But then I start to think of it as a really um, thoughtful, strategic, important thing that actually fuels your goals. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was also personal, but basically the exact opposite. So while Jennifer grew up not thinking humor was important at all, I grew up and humor was important to basically everything I did and all my friendships. So I, when everyone else in like middle school and high school were dating and having boyfriends and trying drinking for the first time slash maybe not, don't do that. Don't. Uh, don't do that. I was in my basement with my best friends making skits and we were doing SNL like skits and we were doing fun projects together and we were just laughing and having so much fun. And it was such a value in my family. There was just laughter all the time. And I sort of felt like, okay, what are we doing with our lives? If not trying to find and create joy with our, within ourselves, with our families and with our friends. And then I went to work and I started working in a professional job at a large consultancy and I totally lost my sense of humor. I thought that in order to be successful, especially as a young woman in business, I needed to be serious and I needed to be polished and I needed to be all of these things. 
but absolutely not have a sense of humor. And so I came to this realization that I was leaving, leading a totally inauthentic life. I had no good friends at work. All I had were my friends that I was laughing with on the weekends. And so I, and all the while I thought, I think there's something really important here that humor and laughter is one of the most important things we have in our lives. And so how do we blend these two things? How do we go live our lives, be successful at our jobs and not lose our sense of humor? It's really interesting. So y'all kind of both had different backgrounds with humor. And I think that's really cool that y'all both came together from opposite sides and wrote this book together. So I think that's really cool. Thank so you. This, so the second question is, why is humor a secret weapon? Mm. Naomi, do you want to take this one? Sure. So humor is a secret weapon because it makes us, well, let's see. In this moment in time where we've never been more disconnected from people, you know, we're trying to figure out how we create meaningful relationships when we're having all of our relationships over Zoom, these ways in which we connect as people, as humans, and really feel genuinely deeply connected are becoming more important than ever. And we know that when people laugh together, we feel happier in our relationships, we feel um we feel a greater sense of trust with strangers. We feel like we have greater community and connection. And so if we think about all of these modes of communication, whether it's social media, whether it's email, whether it's Slack, or all of these different forms of communication, that even though we think we're connecting with each other is actually leaving us feeling more lonely. We know that when we laugh with someone, when we have humor in our relationships, that is one of the things that really makes us feel most connected. So that's one. And then in a professional context, there are all of these incredible benefits. Like if a boss is rated as having a sense of humor, their employees will say that they are 27% more motivating. That boss is 27% more motivating. Those employees are more engaged. They're more likely to solve creativity challenges. So if I gave each of you a creativity puzzle and you'd laughed right before doing it, you'd be more likely to solve that puzzle versus if you hadn't laughed right before. And so both for our personal lives and also for our businesses, humor is an incredible secret weapon. And yet adults have basically fallen off a humor cliff. We have stopped laughing. And so we're trying to reverse that trend, show people not only is this good for us as people, but also as business people. Interesting. I've never really thought about such what a positive impact humor and just laughing can actually make. But now you think about it. Yeah, that is really true. And I think that's really fascinating. Yeah, I yeah. think so as well. So I, I'm so obviously our audience is probably younger and we are teenagers interviewing you guys. So I just wanted to ask on a practical sense in high school and junior high, how is your book helpful to people our age? Oh, in a practical sense, not at all. So <laughs> it was just, and should we, is this a good time to end? <laughs> no. Okay. Here's why it's practical. First, we have the most fun quiz you've ever taken, and teenagers love quizzes. And if they don't love quizzes, they will definitely love our quiz, which is called a humor quiz. If you go to humorseriously.com, which teenagers could get to faster than non-teenagers, what you find is you pop, you know, you basically take the quiz. 
three minutes and you find out what kind of humor style you have. Because one of the reasons, you know, humor is a secret weapon is because it has all these benefits. It makes you a more uh, influential leader. It um, has these incredible health benefits, not to mention build bonds and gets you into college. If you have a sense of humor, you automatically get into any college you want to go to. So Again, it's not that relevant for teenagers, but if you want to go to college someday, it might be. Anyway, I digress. Go back to humorseriously.com and take the quiz, and you will find out there is four different humor styles. So it's not about being funny. It's about having a humor style. And everyone has a humor style. It's like a part of being human. So we're going to give you a super quick quiz, and you're going to tell us both what is your primary humor style and what is your secondary humor style, okay? First, stand-ups. They're bold, natural entertainers who aren't afraid to cross a line to ruffle a few feathers to get a laugh. And they build intimacy through teasing. So they'll often say, like, I'm making fun of you. It's because I like you. Second, sweetheart. They are subtle and affiliative. They're earnest and honest. They will uplift others. They would never, you know, sort of tease or poke fun. Um, so their humor is understated. Then you have Sniper. They're edgy, sarcastic, and nuanced, and they pick their moments carefully and joke to often like make a point rather than lift people up or take them down. And they don't really need the spotlight. They're maybe a bit more introverted. Magnets are not introverted. They're more extroverted. They're affiliative and expressive and charismatic, that big personality that comes into the room and gets everyone laughing. And they're also very easy to laugh themselves. They're very generous with their laughter. Okay. So what is your primary and secondary style, Taylor? Oh, man. Um, let's see here. So I'm definitely the first option. I can't remember the name. Will you please remind me of that? It was they're yeah, more the poke fun or sweetheart. Yeah, stand up, stand up. Definitely more stand up because I poke fun at people I do. I am friends with. So yep. definitely that one. And oh, I guess sniper is the other one. I'm more introverted which is kind of funny because I run a podcast with Maddie, yeah. but um, I definitely get my energy from more being alone. So I would do either sniper or stand up for me at least. Okay. Maddie. Who I'd have to say probably magnet. I am super extroverted. So that was pretty much an exact description of me. Um, <laughs> then secondary, probably stand up or stand. Uh -huh. Yeah. That probably that one, but yeah, I can probably relate a little bit to all of those though. <laughs> I love it. So we have multiple styles represented here. Okay. So that'll bring, I have another recommendation for, you know, for teenagers who are listening, who are like you two, which is whatever your sense of humor is, just don't lose it. That's the old, that's your only job. Cause when we teach business people, we're trying to help them regain their sense of humor. And it's so much harder to regain your sense of humor once you've lost it then it is to just remember humor is really important and not lose your sense of humor. So keep being stand-ups, keep being magnets. And when you get in a situation that's serious, just remember humor is not working against you. It can be a superpower. That's interesting advice that I've never heard and that I will definitely follow. So <laughs> while I could probably talk to you all for hours, we do need to wrap up. So we're on to our last two questions. And the first one is, what books have an impact on you and why? Well, I'll start. One of my favorites is Drunk and White, Elements of Style, which is not at all funny, although it's kind of like smart, but it just makes you brief 
to the point and very clear, not just in your writing, but your thinking. And it's a short book. You can like, it's like 60 pages. Naomi? Mm, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. There is this book called Orbiting the Giant Hairball. And it's about creative people going into business. And it really gets on this theme that we're talking about, which is how do you recognize that your creativity, that your weirdness, that your humor is really important to you being successful in life? And how do you not lose that? Um, So that was one that had a really big impact on me. Those, both of those books sound super helpful and we'll definitely have to check those out. We may end up reviewing them. We'll check them out though. (laughs) For sure. I love short books for the record because obviously Maddie and I are still in school and we don't get a lot of time to read. So that's awesome. So our last question is what advice do you have for teenagers? Well, Naomi took the best advice, which is just really prioritize humor. Um, there's just, it's not about, you know, having this happy life, right? We always think, um, you know, that happiness is this big thing that we all deserve. It's even in the Declaration of Independence, right? The right to pursue happiness. And yet what our research shows is that if you anchor on what's really meaningful, which is oftentimes really hard and painful, like think about the most meaningful things you've done in your life, including potentially this podcast. You know, it's not smooth sailing all the time. There's a lot of challenges and how you mitigate those challenges um, to increase your resilience, get smarter, get um, wiser, get kinder, get, you know, and be able to lift others. That becomes much more um, of a, a better algorithm to to actually find lasting happiness. The challenge, of course, is when you live this life of meaning or a career of meaning, it often can be quite taxing and stressful. And um, and so what people don't realize is that if you are fueled by humor, if it's in your blood, it's in your – it's the oxygen you breathe and you make sure it's a priority that you bring to not just your own self but to your friendships and to your – work and your classes and your family, um, that that's actually the best algorithm, being anchored on purpose and meaning and then being fueled by humor and levity. Um, Naomi and I in our book, humorseriously.com, um, which you should also review along with these two other books, by the way, um, that that we, we say that the balance of gravity and levity give power to both. And I think that that way of living your life not just as a teenager, but onward is so powerful, especially since we have so much data to show that teenagers, especially right now, are living in a world that, um, which is extraordinarily challenging, right? You've got social media, you've got iPhone, you've got technology, you've got FOMO, you've got a new set of rules in front of you, you know, the the, the journey ahead of you is is kind of uncharted. And so not to get overwhelmed by that, but by prioritizing humor and levity, it allows you to tackle these challenges, but also not necessarily take yourself so seriously along the way. That would be my advice. Love that. Um, my advice would be, and this is the advice that I wish someone had given me when I was a teenager, which is whatever makes you weird and wonderful today is going to make you successful later in life. Whatever it is that you like uniquely like that is so you're so passionate about, no matter what people tell you that that's like not a worthwhile thing to pursue that 
Like that is what you will come back to. And so for me, that was humor and comedy. And I went into this career of business and it, it was great. I was really good at it and I really enjoyed it. And, but I thought I had to leave that unique part of me at home in order to fit into a mold. What I realized later was that in order to be successful in whatever I was going to pursue in business, uh, in entrepreneurship, the way for me to be uniquely successful was to bring whatever I was uniquely passionate about and the things that, that kept me being weird when I was younger. And so for me, that was my sense of humor. And now the way that I differentiate myself at work is I'm really good at business. I'm really good at strategy. I'm really good at designing innovation workshops and I do it with humor and I do it with my personality. And that's what sets me apart. That's what makes me particularly successful. And so whatever makes you weird and wonderful today will make you successful later in life. And I'm going to end with a Tina Fey quote, which is do your thing and don't care if they like it. Wait, was that Tina Fey or Amy Poehler? Oh, no, it was Amy. Amy Poehler, our friend Amy. Okay, wait, let me do that last part. Okay, I'll end with it. No, it's good. Wait, it's Tina Fey. No, no, it's Tina Fey. It is? Okay. So forget that. Let's just cut that last part off. Let's do it again. I asked. Saying it's for sure Amy. Don't you remember, Naomi, where like Amy like had some sort of thing with, um, I think it was Jimmy Fallon. Um, I don't know. It was written up in Bossy Pants. Forget it. Keep going. Yeah, and she was like, I don't care. I don't care if you like it or something like that. That's yeah. right. That's what I so was do your thing and don't care if they like it. Yes. They're one in the nope. <laughs> We've had a lot of guests and they've given us a lot of different advice, but I love the, t- the two pieces of advice that y'all both gave. Um, so we'll definitely think about it. We'll definitely try to follow it. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It has been a joy and really, really fun to talk to y'all. It was so fun to be there. And I just want to underscore what you just said, Maddie, which is we are better than all of the other podcast guests. Thank you so much. <laughs> that was an awesome episode. I Because we're such a serious podcast, we wanted to have on someone who would talk <laughs> about humor and, of course, lighten the mood. So, Maddie, what did you think about that very, very welcome enlightenment to our very serious podcast? I want to point out the very, very obvious flaw that you just said this is a serious podcast. Um, no. It is. <laughs> no. Is it no. No, it's not. No, it's not. Anyway, I really thought it was interesting because I've um, had a fascination with entrepreneurship and business and all that. And I don't know, I've always kind of set humor to the side I don't know, like, it's not that important that it's distracting from productivity, from progressing to things that are more important. But I don't know, it's a really interesting point to kind of see how freeing humor is and how using it in the right way can really push your business to towards success. I don't know. It's, it's just so something I've never thought about very much that I think, I don't, I, from what it seems like, it really works. So if I ever like start a company, I'm going to make it very funny. Yeah, I agree. I think that was one of the most interesting parts of the episode. Well, I mean, okay, I take that back. The most interesting part of the episode was the humor types. I thought that was fascinating. I loved so that. When we were discussing it in the interview, I thought I was between sniper and stand up. And what was yours? Magnet? Is that what you thought you were? Mm-hmm. Mine was magnet. And then my second one was stand up. Okay. So we took the actual test after after we did the recording and everything. 
And I was right. I got stand-up. It was almost split 50-50, stand-up versus sniper. Then I think you got yeah. magnet, right? I got magnet. And then my second one would be stand-up. It's yeah. So like she said, there's a quiz on their website, Humor Seriously, and you can test out and see what the four types are and what you get. So definitely go check that out. It's a really fun quiz. It'll be hilarious to see what everybody gets. So if you want, you can comment on our Instagram or Twitter or something or shout us out on our contact page on our website and you can comment what type you got. Yeah. And then we even have comments below our episode posts on our actual Mm -hmm. website. So feel free to start up a discussion there. I know we recently had a viewer, a listener do that as well. So I think that's a perfect segue into our announcements. Yeah. So go check us out on our Instagram and Twitter at aiming the number four moon. Um, That's our handle. And you can check us out on our website at aimingforthemoon.com. We've got plenty of stuff on our website and we have announcements that we post on Twitter and Instagram. So go check all three of those out. Um, We'd love to hear from you. There are ways to contact us. There are ways if you have maybe a guest you want to hear and that we can interview. We'd love to hear from you. If you have advice that you think we should be doing something differently or just want to say thanks. I don't know. Just, we'd love to hear from you. So yeah, go check all of that out. And I think that's Taylor, your, your turn. Yeah. Even if you just want to blatantly insult us through our content. We would love to hear from you. I mean, <laughs> go ahead. We'd love to hear your criticism. It'll build grit. Don't worry. <laughs> yep. Okay. So our quote of the week is, Okay, so this is the quote of the week. Quote, my advice is never do tomorrow what you can do today. Procrastination is the thief of time, end quote. That is from good old Charles Dickens, of course, in his book, David Copperfield. I just have to apologize that all of y'all had to hear Taylor's little musical intro. You need the trumpets. You need them. It it announces everything like royalty. And good old Charles Dickens. We're friends yet. I mean, we're homies, man. Although he died 200 years ago. Don't worry. Anyway, I'm moving on. So this podcast is coming to an end. So don't forget to rate the podcast that helps with the apple promoting it and everyone else promoting it that'd be awesome share the podcast share it with your uncle you see once a year share it with your teacher share it with your teacher's friends share it with your friends and family that would be great we would really appreciate it and last but not least don't forget set your sights high and aim for the moon <laughs> <laughs>